there, and welcome to episode 41 of the Wayback Music Podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm here to talk to you about some of the most interesting video game music there is. Uh, what you were just listening to is a track called Angel Land, and you'll hear more of it later tonight as we give a listen to the sublime soundtrack from one of my all-time favorite series. Join me as I celebrate the 30th anniversary of the U.S. release of the original Kid Icarus for the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> Now, you may notice that I'm here by myself. Uh, Vicky had a prior engagement, and the two of us talked about it, and it's been, it's been so darn long since there was a new episode. I figured uh, we, we, we decided that I should just bang this one out myself, and then we'll try to play catch-up really soon with, uh, with, with God Hand, which we were supposed to do before this one, but that's enough inside baseball. It's time for me to hit you with some history. Uh, let's see. Kid Icarus was released here in America 30 years ago, back in July of 1987. The game came from Nintendo's R&D 1 division, which was, uh, and it was in development around the same time as the original Metroid. In fact, once Metroid was completed, Yoshio Sakamoto came over and helped complete the development of the game. As a result, Kid Icarus and Metroid have some small shared history, including enemies called Komatos, which bear a striking resemblance to Metroids, and they've appeared in the Kid Icarus universe a couple of times. Kid Icarus is an action game about an angel whose wings don't work, uh, and his name is Pit. Medusa has unleashed her underworld army on Angel Land and turned the goddess Palutena to stone, and it's up to Pitt to defeat her and return the goddess to normal. The game world is inspired by Greek mythology, and it's managed to earn itself a sizable cult following over the years. Now, the soundtrack was composed by one of my all-time favorites, Hirokazu Hip Tanaka. We've listened to his music on the show a few times before, but if you need a refresher on who he is and why he's important, he's the guy who composed the music for Super Mario Land, Metroid, Balloon Fight, Dr. Mario, and many more. He's a freaking legend in the classic video game music department, and his Kid Icarus soundtrack is absolutely spectacular. Uh, my history with this game... Um, I was always really in love with the, uh, it was more the world than anything. I didn't get to play this until much later. You know, I played Super Mario Brothers and Castlevania and Metroid, and really I used to always see the pictures of this game on the old Nintendo, Are you now you're playing with power posters, and I was just enthralled with the way it looked, and I thought it, I thought it was super cool, and, and you know, obviously there was the Captain and the Game Master cartoon, and Pitt was in there, even though they called him Kid Icarus, um... So he, he always just kind of felt like this major part of Nintendo mythology that I just was missing. And um, I eventually wound up getting a copy of this game. I had my mom drive me out to microplay video games in Summer's Point. And uh, she was nice enough to, to, to do that, which was a good 40-minute drive from where I was living when I was younger. And uh, got my first copy of Kid Icarus, and I played the, the crap out of it. I... I it was really hard. It is still a really hard game, but once you get the hang of it, you realize that the difficulty is all really front-loaded. So once you really kind of grind in the beginning of the game, uh, the, the rest of it just really opens up, and the first couple of stages are really the weakest in the game. And fortunately, they have excellent music to back them up. So it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's really nice to have that, that really good music to get you through the really, really tough stuff. Because uh, the first couple of stages, the vertical scrolling stages are just, they're unforgiving because if you, you fall off the bottom of the screen, that's it, you're toast. But, you know, eventually it becomes a side scroller and then back to a vertical scroller. But by that point, you're way more powerful and then back to a side scroller and then to a scrolling shooter and then it's over. Uh, and there's, of course, the the, the castle stages, which uh, we'll, we'll listen to some music from those in a bit. So... 
I adore this game so, so much. And if you have never played the 3D, uh, Nintendo 3DS 3D Classics version of it, I can't recommend it enough. It is, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous remake of this game with, uh, all they really did was add backgrounds to the NES game and it takes on such a new life. And this, this game world is, is so fantastic. I, I, I love it to death. So, uh, that's enough gushing about the game itself. Let's uh, let me let's let me start gushing about the actual game soundtrack, which is why we're here. So the first track we'll be listening to tonight is the title screen music. Which I mean, what could be bad about the title screen music? This is uh, this is one of the uh, there's there's two tracks from this game that are particularly famous, and these first two tracks are going to be them. Um, this is great title screen music. It does loop, kind of like um, the original Legend of Zelda, where it just kind of scrolls into a, a a story segment. So like the title scrolls by, and then you get the whole story of Angel Land and whatnot. It's it, it's it's a really great great title screen, and this is really great music. Now we are specifically doing the NES version. Um, this again, uh, like Metroid and the original Legend of Zelda, there was a Famicom Disk System version of this, which was where it was originally released, and it did take advantage of that extra sound channel. Um, it sounds nice. Uh, it doesn't sound as different as Metroid um, and and Zelda because those two games I felt really added something with that extra track. And in this one, it's it just kind of sounds a little bit different. So since we're celebrating the anniversary of the NES release here in America, we're just going to stick with all the American tracks. So uh, let's jump into track number one, title screen from Kid Icarus by Hirokazu Hip Tanaka. That does actually come to a bit of a stop, but uh, in the game itself, it just kind of starts right over again. Um, but it does have a nice natural ending point, unlike the uh, the, the title screen music to the original Legend of Zelda. Um, oh, what a catchy tune that is! It's uh, it's it's very angelic. It really sets the stage for what kind of game this is. Um, you know, Metroid was very dour and serious. Um, Legend of Zelda was also a very serious game. You know, it had you know, stuff like buy something, will you in it? But Kid Icarus was always kind of different from other Nintendo games in that it was, it had kind of the lighthearted nature of a Mario game, but with the, the uh, just a completely different kind of motif and a more, I guess, hardcore action kind of experience, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, it's just such a, it's, it's such a perfect song for, for what it is. And that, that, 
the the flute-esque sound i guess they start it with is a bit shrill um there's really no getting around that but i love the melody so much it it just doesn't bother me so all right let's move on to track number two which is probably it's the kid icarus track it's the track that anybody who spent any real time with this game uh, has probably heard more often than any other tr uh, track of the game because this is the music to the first couple of stages of the game, which are, like I said, far and away the hardest to get through because not because the stages themselves are so hard, but because it's a combination of Pit being unwieldy and you just being so weak in the beginning of the game. You can really only take a couple of hits and, and then you're toast. So, But this is this is an extraordinarily good track. This is really... This is one of Hip Tanaka's greatest pieces here. It's such a well-composed piece of music, and uh, I can't say enough good stuff about it. So let's listen to it, so I'll shut up. Here is Underworld from Kid Icarus. <laughs> most about that track is the use of the drums it's it's such a dynamic piece because it, it starts off just really kind of invigorating but it's it's not high high tension invigorating it's just setting out on an adventure kind of invigorating and it's the way the drums make it build up to just kind of being epic is um you know they're 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 very very like you know single snare drum hits and then it just kind of becomes a very basic like you know hitting on the two and the four kind of beat and then it goes into cut time before looping again and it's so effective it's so so effective um and uh like i said before these stages were so hard especially the first time you play through them and you don't really know what you're doing um this music was the kind of thing that kept me playing you know i just i loved the character i loved the way the world looked i loved the mythology behind it and i loved this music and so I kept playing the game, and that was enough to get me through it. And then, you know, obviously I eventually got the hang of it, and, and now the rest is history, and now it's really one of my favorite NES games. I, I adore it. I, I, I know it's flawed. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I know, there's, I know this is a flawed experience, but it is a really good one to me. Um, I've, I've always loved it, and I always will. So, um, all right, let's move on to track number three. This is a, a goofy track, and it's very short. Uh, there are these Grim Reaper characters in the game, and they walk around, and they look all scary like Grim Reapers. And then when they see you, 
because you know they they only attack you when you, they see you. Uh, they don't attack like you would expect a Grim Reaper to attack. They don't start swinging their scythe at you or anything. They freak the heck out just start screeching and they play this crazy music and he summons the reapettes which are these little tiny reapers that fly around the screen and uh that just sums up this game's sense of humor so well it's uh what in the world it's just such a weird thing but uh this is this is one of those tracks that'll get stuck in your head forever so here is grim reaper from kid icarus yeah and so that just kind of plays on a loop until you kill the grim reaper or he, he falls off the screen or so you kill all the rebets that's it uh <laughs> really what do you what is there to say about that track it's just uh it's just weird and and kind of awesome. So, all right, let's move on to the next track. Uh, the next music that you encounter in this game is the fortress music. There are four fortresses in the game. Um, there's just these big sprawling labyrinths. Um, they're really similar to say the dungeons and I guess the labyrinths in the original Legend of Zelda, uh, except these are done from a side-scrolling perspective, but not like you know Zelda Two where it's these scrolling things. It's not really, I guess, not really side side scrolling so much as from a side view uh two-dimensional side view so they're all single screen you know where the rest of this game actually scrolls everything in the the fortress uh, stages are all single screen which is it's a it's a very unique feeling kind of experience uh and once you know your way through them it's really easy to get around but boy these it's you know it's not like finding the map and the compass in zelda you got to find the map the torch and the pencil so that you can find out where you've been and where you are uh it's really quite difficult but um you know again just like the rest of this game you get the hang of it and and all is well uh so this is this is pretty neat music um you know not my favorite in the game but it certainly fits the uh feeling that this is going for and this music was actually reprised very, very well in Kid Icarus Uprising on 3DS, which I also heartily recommend you play. So anyway, back to the point. Here is Fortress from Kid Icarus.
So, you know, it's it's appropriately creepy. It's really similar to the kind of stuff that um, Koji Kondo was doing in, you know, Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda, where it's a very simple, very repetitive, uh, very dour song for the fortress-type areas. And, well, it is what it is. You know, like I said, it's not my favorite track in the game, but it certainly fits... Um, it certainly fits for what it's trying to do. Let's move on to some greener pastures here and listen to Angel Land, which is the song that you heard at the at the start of this episode. Uh, and you will now hear the full version of it, which um, has a very, uh, I don't know, very sea-worthy uh, breakdown in the middle of it, which um, I don't even know if that's specifically right, but for some reason that this the piece of this song always reminds me of a, a sea shanty. So here you go. Angel Land from Kid Icarus. Enjoy. song though um i love the 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 basic version of this song the the original um uh composition there it's such a neat song uh got a good vibe to it and then it just kind of goes into i i think that's like a it's not popeye it just it reminds me of a sea shanty uh i I don't know i could be wrong maybe it's a some sort of marching patriotic thing that you hear at the 4th of July. I, I don't know. I don't know what the name of that song is, and I can't place it, and I really should have done more research before recording this, uh, but I love this song. Um, there's also a really great rendition of this in Kid Icarus Uprising. They did such a good job of redoing some of these songs in that game, but um, yeah, this is uh, this is really one of those like weird things. This is the, the music to the first side-scrolling level, and 
the game just takes on such a different flavor once it's a once it's scrolling sideways instead of vertically and um this music really uh it, it suits the stage perfectly and it's uh it, it is wonderful as you know because you just listened to it so uh let's move on to the next original song you'll hear in the game which is sky world um this is a good track uh i think there's nothing but good tracks in here but let's go ahead and listen to it here sky world from kid icarus What you have here in Skyworld is is probably the peppiest number in the game. It's so happy, it's so over the top happy, and I love it. Um, this goes back into the the vertical scrolling stuff, and if it's, it does a great job of lulling you into a false sense of security, because uh, I feel like this stage still has that ever present danger of falling off the bottom of the screen. But by the time you've gotten here, you've done so much more of the game, and you just feel so much more confident and. Uh, well, that's 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 where we wind up here. Um, is is uh, doing this vertical stuff, and you get overconfident, and then you fall in a hole, and you die. And he says, "I'm finished." <laughs> oh man, this game is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it, it's an overly joyous track, and it's so much fun to listen to, and uh, it's just so such classic hip Tanaka. Like it's it's the way he does things. To a T, it's it's really really melodically wonderful, uh, and and full of joy, and really plays to the strengths of the NES's sound chip. Like, I, I don't know, man, this guy was just a master. He was just a master, and uh, I I loved listening to him. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the next one, which is Sky Palace. Uh, I believe this is the music that plays on the final uh, side-scrolling stage, which is an auto-scrolling um, shooter. Uh, which is kind of a weird thing to end your platformer on, but it really works, I think. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to Sky Palace.
about this one is it feels like it's really calling back to the the theme of Kid Icarus, like the uh, the first stage music, the underworld, and um, uh, that the title screen music. Like it really has a lot of thematic similarities to those first two tracks, um, but it's very you know, methodical and plotting. Just you know, this is a slowly auto scrolling stage, and you also have uh, the three sacred treasures at this point. So. There's really very little in the way of challenge in this stage because you're pretty darn powerful. Like your arrows just pierce through everything, and uh, you can fly all over the stage. Uh, Pitt's wings finally work uh, thanks to the power of the three sacred treasures. It's it's a, just a it's a remarkably perfect song for the stage that it's in. Um, and eventually you get to the end of it and, and you fight Medusa. But before we get to that track, we're going to move on to our next track, which is Battle. Um, this is the music that uh, plays whenever you're fighting the regular bosses in the game. Uh, but more often than not, you'll hear it in the challenge rooms, uh, which are filled with basically sentient Groucho glasses. <laughs> They're just these glasses with a giant nose and a mustache, like Groucho glasses, but they fly around in weird patterns, and you have to kill them for full hearts, and it's very weird, but uh, very awesome. But this music is very, very full of dread, uh, which is really just so bizarre, because, you know, the rooms are tough, you know, especially in the beginning, you run into these rooms, you could take some serious damage and get a game over really quickly. Uh, so the battle music is as dire as it should sound, but because you're fighting floating Groucho classes, it's just... It doesn't, it's always stuck out as very strange to me. So, uh, anyway, here's our next track Battle from Kid Icarus. Again, really not a whole lot to that track. It's um, uh, again, really. This one reminds me actually a bit more of the the castle music from Super Mario Brothers because it's got those like uh, trills going on in the background, and it's just a very, very dour, mm, very serious song uh, for serious battling against serious Groucho glasses. <laughs> and of course, the bosses themselves, which are pretty tough, like uh, uh, Twin Bellows. Um, is this little you know three headed dog, two headed dog? I don't remember how many. Now, Twin Bellows was the... Oh, I'm forgetting the names of the, the bosses. There's Hudraw. Hudra was the dragon. Uh, Twin Bellows was the dog thing, which is basically like Cerberus. And then you had Pandora, which was like Pandora's this floaty purple blob thing, which is so weird. But uh, those bosses, they're like... Because you just made it through that whole dungeon, you know? You go through this, these giant labyrinths, and sometimes they take a long time, and you're dealing with the eggplant wizards. Or One of my favorite things about this game, eggplant wizards. They shoot eggplants at you and turn you into an eggplant, and then you can't attack. And you have to go find a nurse's station, because there's nurse's stations in this these the uh, castle labyrinth dungeon stages, and they'll lift the curse off of you. And then you go back and try to get past the eggplant wizards again, and and then you go fight the boss. Um, so when you get to the boss, like there's a lot of tension there because you don't want to do these stages again. Like especially if you just spent a whole crap load of time trying to get through them. Uh, yeah, you really don't want to mess with those again. So um, uh, the the music is very appropriate. Now um, 
Let's move on to our second to last track of the of the evening. Now this is going by pretty fast, but you know, I'm just I'm by myself. I miss you, Vicky. Uh, so here is the music that plays when you fight Medusa, the last boss music in the game. Enjoy. This is really similar to what uh, Tanaka did with uh, the Mother Brain fight. You know, it's not really melodic at all. Um, it is definitely very imposing. Uh, and in fact, I like th- I like this track better than the Mother Brain track uh, from Metroid. Um, it's very effective for what it is. Uh, again, this this boss battle isn't particularly hard because uh, you are pretty powerful once you have the uh, the three sacred treasures. Um, it. it, it it does have some challenge to it, mind you. It's not the you know the, the it's not a cakewalk. It's not stomping on a goomba, but it is, you know. It's it's there's like a spot that you can sit perfectly still and just shoot her in the eye over and over again until she eventually just croaks, and that's the end of that. Uh, and you save Palatina, and Angel Anne is saved. Yay! Good job, Pit. Um, I do love the fact that this game like you're not really rescuing a damsel in distress. You're rescuing a goddess who was turned to stone. And the villain's also a woman. Like, it's just... This and Metroid, where, like, you have a, a kid, essentially a kid with a disability. He's an angel whose wings don't work. And then you have Metroid, who is a, a you know, Samus is a woman, off to fight Mother Brain. Like, there's a lot of uh, female characters going on in here. And uh, good, good on you, Nintendo, back at that point, even if... I don't even know what I'm trying to get to there. It's a, you know, obviously there's a, there was a lot of uh, sexism in video games, and there always has been, but it was the the industry wasn't completely devoid of interesting characters um, back in the day. They weren't all, uh, you know, Bill and Lance from Contra. They, you know, sometimes you had Pitt, or sometimes you had a fat Italian plumber. You know, there's a uh, misfits saving the day. You, you gotta love that. So. All right, last track of the night. Um, you know, before I say, uh, before we say goodbye, because that's right, we changed the format of the way we do things here. Is that we will play you out on the uh, the ending music, and um, this is really, really great ending music. This is a uh, this is more classic Tanaka. Um, uh, I, I do love the fact that this really um, pulls back into a theme. Like um, Metroid, the music was all great, but it was very each track was unique. And this one, while every track is unique, there are some kind of recurring themes that come back. Like, you know, once I was mentioned the Sky Palace stage, kind of called back to certain melodic similarities between the, the title screen and the, the underworld theme. And you'll hear a few more of those here in the ending, which is it's just a marvelous it's a marvelous piece. It's it's wonderful. Much like the rest of this game is wonderful. I mean, what's not to love? It's 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 Kid Icarus. This is a very, very hard game. But really give it a chance because it's it's awesome if you can get around to it. So um, that's going to be our show. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to play you out on, on the ending to Kid Icarus. But uh, before we do that, you can tune in next time as we finally get around to listening to God Hand for PlayStation 2. Uh, scheduling stuff got all out of whack, as, as you know, since the show is me solo. But uh, after that next one, we'll be right back on track. If everything goes according to plan, we'll be recording it next week. So you get two weeks in a row of new episodes before we go back to our uh, monthly business. Because, you know, I just don't have time to do this every week. But 
darn if I don't want to try. So uh, as always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on uh, either this game or God Hand for PlayStation 2 or any of the other games we've listened to. Uh, and you, we can, you can send us that information on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find out more information about our next games as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. Just include Waveback somewhere in the subject line and let us know what you think of our show, what games you want us to listen to in the future, or just say hello. Uh, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. And if you listen to Stone Age Gamer, you know I copy-paste my scripts. Ha <laughs> ha! While you're at it, check out all our other social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our website over at geekade.com. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the wonderful sounds of the ending music to Kid Icarus, and good night. Thank you.